Gemara Erubin has been sponsored by Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife Celia for their success, for their children's success, health, happiness, beracha, parnasav, atzlaha, bechol maaseh yedehem. Daf nun dalid. Today's daf has been dedicated in honor of Hanfon ben Regina Malka and Mazal bat Esther. Today's daf is being studied Le'ilun Nishmat, Hacham Baruch Rafael ben Miriam and Avraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihem began Aiden Amen. We are starting on Nun Gimal Amud Bet on the bottom of the daf. Actually, it is um, four lines from the bottom. The Biyosei Galilee Hava Ka'azil Be'urha. The Biyosei was walking on the road. Askehe Liberuria. So he saw Beruria. That was the wife of Rabbi Meir. Amarla. So he said to Be'ezu Derech Nelech Lelod, which is the road that you travel to the city of Lod. Amrale. So she said to him, Galile Shote. You foolish Galilee. Didn't the rabbis teach us Didn't the rabbis say they're not supposed to talk uh, excessively with a lady? You should have minimized your words instead of saying You should have said two words Why are you saying extra words? Another time Buriya found a certain student he was learning quietly. He wasn't saying the Devere Torah out loud. He was reading it to himself. Bachabe. Clearly means, uh, she says, Ba'atabo. Uh, she, uh, she kicked him. Which means she lashed him out at him and said, Amra leh. She said to him, Lo katuv. Doesn't the Pasuk say in uh, the book of Shemuel, Ushmura Arucha Bakol Ushmura. If the Devere Torah is, um, is arranged in your 248 limbs, meaning if it's arranged in all of your limbs, then then it's able to be preserved. Then you'll remember it. But if it's not in your bones, then you don't remember it. And how do you get the Devere Torah in your bones? You say it out loud. When you say it out loud, it enters your whole body. But when you read it to yourself, it doesn't go in. So that's what David Amalek was saying. Arucha bakol, when it's arranged in all of your bones, then ushmura, then it's shamur. Then already you have a chance to remember it. Tana, we have a blaita. Talmid echad There was a certain student of Rabbi Yehazir, Samed ben Yaakov, Shaya Shone Belahash. He used to learn all his learning quietly. Le'achar Gimel Shanim, after three years, Shakach Talmudo. He forgot all his learning. So you see over in the Gemara, the importance of when one is learning, you have to say it out loud. Tana, Talmid Yehazir, Rabbi Yehazir. Gemara says there was a student of Rabbi Yehazir. Some say it's referring to the same student we just mentioned. Shinit Hayev Besrefa Lamakom. He was guilty of the punishment of Serefa, uh, capital punishment. Why? Because the Mishnah says that if a person forgets any of his learning, he's Hayab Mita. And the Hakimim explained this, talking about where he did something to cause him to forget. In this case, the rabbi did not study out loud. So therefore he caused himself to forget the Vret Torah. So in Shamayim they held he was guilty of the punishment of Serefa. Amru, but in the heavens they said, Hanihulu, leave him alone. Adam Gadol Shimish. Since he served the great rabbi, the Isaac and Yaakov, so they gave him a, uh, they pardoned him. But you see how guilty one is when he does something to cause himself not to remember the learning. Amale Shimuel of Yehuda. Shimuel told him, Shinina, sharp one. Petach Pumach Kare. Open your mouth and read. That's referring to Tanakh. Petach Pumach Tani. And open your mouth and learn, meaning the Mishnayot. 
In order that the Torah will remain by you. Again, by saying it out loud, you'll have, you'll remember it. And you will have long lives. It is life to those that find Torah. And to all his flesh it will be a healing. Don't read the pursuit to those that find Torah, it will be life. It's referring to Motsiyem, those that bring it out, that they utter it with their mouth. It brings life and health. Sharp one. Hatov ve'achon, grab and eat. Hatov ve'ishti, grab and drink. De'alma de'azlina mineh, because the world that we are leaving from, meaning this world, olam azeh kehiluladame, it's like a wedding. What was he trying to tell him? So according to Rashi, top line, imish lechem mamon. If you have money, le'anot atzmecha to benefit. Don't wait to enjoy your money until tomorrow. Because the world over here is like a wedding that she says, It's like a chupah, the wedding. How long is the party? Party comes and goes. And therefore, some enjoy your, uh, your, your wealth over here. That's where she's learning. The Ba'alim Musan, of course, learned this Gemara to mean, so I'm talking about indulgence, obviously. It's talking about, use your money for Turan Mitzvot. Because uh, once already uh, you finish this world over here, there's nothing you can do with your money. And therefore, use it for the right things. Others explain, Hatov Ve'echoz, referring to the learning. The learning is like Achila. Grab as much as you can learn. Ve'eshteh is the Mitzvot. Grab as many Mitzvot as you can, because the world is very short. And therefore, the place where you're going, you can't do these Mitzvot. Therefore, take advantage now. Amalei Rav, the Rav Amenunah. Rav told a similar thing to Rav Amenunah. Beni, my son, im yesh lecha, if you have, meaning if you have money, that she says, hitev lecha. Enjoy it, do good with it. She'en bish'ol ta'anug. Because in the grave, there is no pleasures. Which means, here's the time to spend your money. Ve'en lamavit hit mahaveya. There is no set time for death. Meaning, death doesn't wait. In the sense that it means, Rashiz Lashon, A person can die suddenly. And therefore you have no warning. Therefore you have to spend your money here. The Imtomar, if a guy's going to say, you know what? Aniyah libni hok. I'll leave my children hok, meaning mizonot. I'll leave them my uh, money. Bish'ol miyagid lecha. It means, who's going to let you know what your children did with your money in the grave? You're not going to know what they did with it. You're not going to have any pleasure, because you're not going to know what your children are doing with the money. And she says, Maybe they'll lose the money themselves. The human beings are like grass. These grass grow. The halalu novlim, and these wither. Which means that she says a very important thing here. Halalu notzim kilomar, kishehen gedelin gedela panasatan veoshan emahem. Veenam sarich, veencha sarich edayg alehem. He says children are like grass. When they grow, they get their panasa. And the the, the 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 bigger they get, the more panasah they get. Therefore, the father doesn't have to worry about the child. It says that with the with, with the growth of the child, the berachah comes as well. So therefore, don't worry about giving all your money to your child. He says, take it in this world and spend it, because in the next world, you don't know when you're going to go from this world. Now, of course, again, the mefashim explain over here. They're talking about spending your money for the Torah and the mitzvot. Because when the, the Lashon he says over here is, She'en bish'ol ta'anuk, because there is no pleasure, meaning there's no pleasure of doing the mitzvot. That's what the Mishnah says in Pirkei Yafeh sha'ahat ba'olam azeh, mikol hayeh ha'olam which means one hour in this world is more pleasurable than all of olam abba, meaning that you're able to, to, to purchase olam abba in this world. In olam abba, with all the money in the world, you can't do anything. So therefore he's trying to tell him, if you have something, if God gave you a bit Spend it now. Do it. Uh, do you know? Invest it in uh, in good things in order that you'll have something in the future. And then he warned him. He said, because death 
is sudden. You never know. And therefore you have to always be prepared. Amar Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, Hamalek Baderech, a person is walking on the road. Ve'en Ammor Levaya, and he does not have uh, an escort with him. He's not walking with somebody. Yahsok Batorah. Let the Torah be his escort. Meaning, he should study Torah. Shunay Amar, Ki Leviat Hen Hem. Which means the Torah is a gracious accompaniment. Ki Leviat Levaya. Which means the Torah will be your accompaniment. Leviat Hen is a gracious one. Hajj person has a headache, he has a problem with his head. Yasuk Torah. Study Torah, the headache will go away. Shneemar, ki liviat hen him neroshecha. Because it is a gracious accompaniment for your head. Hajj begrono, person has a problem with his throat. Yasuk Torah. Let him learn as well. Shneemar, va'anakim legargerotecha. The Torah is like a necklace for your neck. Hajj bemeav. Person has intestinal problems. Yasak Torah. Shneemar lefuutei lesharecha. It'll be a a refuah for your navel, meaning for your for your stomach. Hash be'atzlotav. He has problems with his bones. Yasak Torah. Shneemar v'shikui le'atzmotecha. Which means the Torah will be a. Okay, like marrow for the bones. Which is the healing for the bones. Hash bechol gufo. For that matter, if you have a uh, uh, an ailment in the whole body, yasod b'torah. Sheneimar ulchol besaro merpe. Torah is a healing for the entire body. Amar biudam berbihiyah bore. Come and see. Shelo kibidat kadosh baruch hu midat pasar badam. The way of God is not like the way of men. Midat pasar badam. When it comes to human beings, Adam noten sam na havero. Person gives his friend medicine. Lezayafe ulezekashe. The medicine, while it's good for one thing, but there's side effects for another thing. Now she gives an example where uh, he says, yeah, It might be good for your heart, but it's bad for your eyes. God's not like that. The Torah has no bad side effects. It heals the entire body. To the entire flesh it is a healing. What does it mean when it says in the Pasuk, and we quote it, What does it mean? It is pleasant when you keep the words in your stomach. When they are established on your lips. So the Gemara says, Na'im, when are the Torah pleasant? Bizman chitishmerim bibitnecha. When you're able to store them, when you're able to remember them, when you're able to have them, so to speak, in your stomach. How do you have them in your stomach? Ve'em atay tishmerim bibitnecha. How do you accomplish that? Bizman chiyikonu yahdav al sefatecha. Which means, when you're able to have them on your lips, meaning when you utter the Devret Torah out loud, like we learned in the previous Gemara, that's a Sigula for remembering your learning. So the Torah is Na'im, when it's in your stomach. But when is that? When they are on your Sifatech, when they're on your lips. The Bizerah Mar Me'achar, Bizerah said a different Darasha from here. Simcha la'ish b'ma'ane fiv. There's a simcha, there's a happiness to a man with the ma'ane fiv, with the utterance of his mouth. And things in the right time, matov, are good. When does a person have simcha? When does a person have happiness? When he has the answer on his lips. Because if somebody asks him a question, and right away he's able to give an answer, he has a simcha because he knows the answer. And again, this is talking about why? Because he has a memory of the Torah. Why does he have a memory of Torah? Again, because he learns the Torah out loud. Also, he also learns the Torah out loud. The Shnach Harina, others say, Some learned the Dirashah like this. When does a person have Simha? When he's answering with his mouth, 
Bizman Shedavar Be'ito Matov. Which means that she says, when he knows how to doresh on the holidays. Davar Be'ito Matov. He knows on the on Sukkot, he gives a derashah on Sukkot. He, on, on Pesach, he knows how to go to Pesach. So therefore, Davar Be'ito, every Devaret Torah, it's right time, Matov. So therefore, he has Simcha. Simcha Adam Bima'anifim. And when she gives a different answer, let's talk about it again. He has Simcha, when at the right time they ask him the question, and he has the answer immediately. The is close to you. In your mouth. So the Gemara says, When is the Vretura going to be close to me? You're going to remember it? When it's in your mouth. Meaning, when you say the Vretura out loud when you're learning, then already it's Karov Elecha, you will remember it. Rabbi Amar Mehacha, Rabbi says it's from a Pasuk in Tirim, Ta'avat libon atatalo, ba'areshet sefata balmanachta sela. Literally, it means Ta'avat libon atatalo, you gave him the, his heart's desires, ba'areshet sefata, in the utterance of his mouth, balmanachta sela. You did not uh, restrain it uh, from him, you did not uh, hold it back from him. When does God give a person the, uh, his heart's desires? When he utters the Torah with his mouth, so he receives the bow, which means he will have that. He will remember it eternally. He will not forget it. Rabah brings a stira in Pesukim. One Pesukim says, It's that God gives the person the desire of his heart. Meaning he doesn't even have to utter it. He just has a desire in his heart and God gives it. But the end of the passage says, No, the utterance of his, of his lips, God will not refrain it from him. So make up your mind. Does God answer the heart's desires or the lips' desires? The Gebra says, depends. If the person has a zechut, she says, and he has mazal, so then already, God will answer him just from the will of his heart. He doesn't have to ask for it. He just has to want it. Allah will give it to him. But if he doesn't have a good mazal, then already, then already God makes it work for it. He has to suffer a little, and he has to actually ask for it before he gets it. So it's talking about two different types of uh, people. Tana debe Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov. Kol makom shneemar nesach sela ba'ed. Anytime you see these words in a pasuk, nesach sela ba'ed, en lo hefsek on amit. This is referring to something that is eternal. Those are words that represent eternity. Nesach, how do we know the word nesach represents eternity? Dikhtiv. Kilo le'olam ariv. God says in the name of the Prophet, Kilo le'olam ariv, I will not fight. Forever, and I will not be angry eternally. So you see, the word Nesah is eternally. Which is referring to the city of Yerushalayim. It says, God will, God will build it eternally. That's Yerushalayim of the future. God will eventually be the king <coughs> which is for eternity comes again and continues Amar Rabbi El Azar that should be what does it mean in the Pasuk it says the Torah is like necklace to a person's neck if a person makes himself like this necklace, shiraf al hasabar, that's very loose on the neck. We're not talking about a choker that a person wears. A person wears a, a loose uh, fitting necklace. So what does that mean that she says? He's pleasant with the people. He's loose with the people. He's easy with the people. The Torah is supposed to make a person uh, mellow, not to be too tough with the person. Ben Adam he's very good. And also, the necklace is seen and not seen. We're talking about someone has a beard, for example. 
So when he lifts his head up, you see the necklace. When he puts his head down, the beard covers it. So what's, what's, what's the characteristic of a, of a necklace? It's seen and not seen. So they're saying the same thing with a tamid hakam. He shouldn't always be in the public. He shouldn't always be in the streets. He shouldn't always be in the public area. And so if a person's like a necklace, where he's in the air of the yeah, you see him sometimes, and you don't see him other times, and he's learning. Then already, his, his Talmud will... He'll, he'll remember his Talmud, he'll have success. But if he's not good, and he's always in the public, then already, then already, he will not have success in his learning. What does it say in the Pasuk? Literally, the Hayav is the, uh, his uh, cheeks. The Hayav, are like the a uh, field of besamim, of, uh, of, uh, of uh, spices. So the Gemara says, If a person makes himself like an aruga, aruga is like the, uh, I guess the field, the the, uh, the bed, where they call that, in the, where, where, where the spices are, right? If a person makes himself like a field, that what? Everybody steps on it, meaning you make yourself humble, that you let, uh, you know, you don't have an ego, and you make yourself like Basamim. That everybody enjoys it, meaning you teach to the Vrit Torah. Basamim gives a fragrant to others. So if you make yourself like Aruga, that you let, you let yourself get stepped on, meaning you're humble. And you spread the Torah, meaning you give the other people the Tuvre Torah. You'll have success in your learning, you'll remember your learning. What does it mean when it says in the Torah, referring to the Devet Torah, it says, So the Torah is referred to Luchot Eben, the, um, the uh, tablets of stone. Skibra says, Imadam Masim Atsmo Etle Hayav Ke Even Zu Sheena Nimhit. If a person uh, makes himself Etle Hayav, his uh, his cheeks, Ke Even Zu, like a stone, Sheena Nimhit. The stone doesn't wear out. No matter how many times people step on it, doesn't wear out. If a person makes his luchot, his cheeks like that, meaning he reviews his learning over and over again, which means, and he doesn't wear out, which is just like a rock, luchot ebin. Your cheeks have to be like a rock that never wear out, no matter how many times people step on it, referring to no matter how many times you review the learning, you, you, you keep on uh, you're doing that. Jesus is now teaching us that it's not enough to learn, a person has to review it. As she says, Your cheeks should not wear out. You have to review your learning, you also have to teach it to others. Like a rock. If you're not going to review your learning, if you're not going to teach it to others, you're not going to remember it. So it says that the words of the Torah were engraved and etched into the luchot, into the tablets. If the first tablets were not destroyed, because those were the ones that Moshe Rabbeinu threw down from the mountain, the Torah would never have been forgotten in Am Yisrael, because the Torah, the first version, it says Harut. They were engraved. And that engraving would have had an impact on the learners. The Torah would have been etched in the person's mind. So if we have forgetfulness today in Torah, it's because the first luchot were broken. If were not that the first luchot were destroyed, no nation would ever have any dominance over Klai Yisrael. Which means, as a result of the first Luchot, we would have had eternal freedom. Once they broke, so obviously it changed. The Pasuk says, when the Jewish people were traveling, it says, They went from one place called Midbar, meaning the Midbar, to a place called Matana. So the Gemara makes a derasha. 
the person makes himself like a midbar, that everybody tramples on it, meaning he's humble, then he has success in learning. Meaning God will give him the Torah as a matana. So, midbar, matana. But if he doesn't have anava, humility, then already does not have success in learning. You see an interesting point over here, as we're seeing in this Gemara, the Torah is not like any other subject. It seems that the prerequisite to be successful in Torah is midot tovot. It's not like on any other subject like mathematics or the sciences where humility affects his uh, success in becoming a professor or mathematician or a scientist. When it comes to the Vre Torah, character matters. The character development that directly affects his uh, success that he's going to have in the learning. Specifically, Anada. Rabbah Bered Rav Yosef Bar tells a story now. Rabbah Bered Rav Yosef Bar he had a little, um, call it a fight or a little uh, a, a grievance with Rabbi Yosef. So Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef were, uh, he had a little issue between them. So it came out of Yom Kippur, Amar, Rabbi said, Izil now let me go now, appease him, and it's Kippur, I swear forgive this. Azal, he went, Ashkehele Shama'i, he saw the, uh, the Shama'i, the servant of Rabbi Yosef, the Kamazig Le Kassah. He was diluting the wine for him. In the old days, they would dilute the wine before they would drink, because it was hazak, it was strong. So they have to add some water. So it says, Amar Le, so Rabbi says, Havli, let me do it, Vimzege, Ana. I'll, I'll, I'll be make the Meziga. Now you have to keep in mind, Rabbi Yosef was blind. So the Gemara says, Yahav le, so the Shemosh let uh, Rabbi do the Meziga. Mazgeh. Kidetahame, when Rabbi Yosef tasted it, Amari said, Dame hai Meziga, le Meziga de Rabbi Bered de Rabbi Yosef Barhamah. He says, this Meziga is distinct. It tastes like the Meziga of Rabbi Barab Yosef. Because you know, she says he was an expert. He knew exactly how much water to put to make it taste uh, perfect. So Rabbi Yosef, well, you know he was blind. Right away he knew what happened. He says, oh, this must be Rabbi's over here. Amar le, anahava. He says, yes, it is I. I am here. Amar le, lo Do not sit down on your legs. Until you can explain to me the following Pesukim. What does it mean the Pesukim? It says the Jewish people travel from the Midbar to Matana. These are all different places they travel. He's giving the Dirashah. If a person makes himself like a midbar that is trampled on Torah netna lo b'matana, then already the Torah is given to him as a gift. Once he gets the Torah as a gift, nahalo el says umematana nahali el, which means he inherits the portion of God. So God will give him now the ability to mehadesh pedushim. Now already he'll 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 grow. Shneivat umematana nahali el. And comes the Gemara and says, bechevat shnehalo el. Once already he has the inheritance of God, ole ligdula. So now he becomes great. Shneivat umenahali el bamot. Bamot means. The heights, he reaches the high levels. But once he reaches the high levels in learning, if he becomes arrogant, God brings him right back down. What is the guy? The valley. So he goes from the top to the bottom. But if he makes the Shubah, meaning he becomes humble again, Olam will elevate him. All the ones that are low in the valley, Olam will elevate them. Ravuna said, What does it mean in the Pasuk? Which literally means, The animals uh, settled uh, in it. God prepares the goodness to the poor person. So it goes, If a person makes himself like an animal, that what? The animal, uh, it, uh, it tramples the, or crushes the animal, the predator. It crushes the animal that it wants to eat, and then it eats it. If a person makes himself like that, the Ika de Amri and some say, 
that it eats the, uh, the, the its food, even though it's musrah, even though it's all disgusting, it still eats. Talmudo mitkayim biyado. Ve'im la'av, and talmudo mitkayim biyado. The question is, what are we talking about over here? How does a person make himself like an animal that either eats his food in a predatory manner, or he eats his food when it's disgusting? So that she over here gives two explanations. Let's read it together. Look at that she dibuda matkayim deresev ve'okhelet on the second column. There's two columns on this daf of Rashi. She dorezit ve'okhelet miyad leharadikata. Meaning it eats it right after it kills it. She'erom makpid al ta'anugim. It doesn't eat it with any condiments. It doesn't wait to put salt on it or uh, different type of seasonings. It kills the animal and eats it right away. Ela okhel basa belot tebalin. Vechen sh'ar anugim. So let me say it. Tamir hakam also. He cannot be makpid on his eating. He has to eat whatever they give. Not to be so uh, finicky. That is uh, like an animal. He eats it, doesn't care. Uh, he shouldn't be so spoiled when it comes to his pleasures. She maslahat bechit. Also, he eats food that's all uh, dirty, the animal. That's all uh, disgusting. Also, you shouldn't be so finicky. Oh, you didn't cook it. Well done. Not well done. Eh? The hakam shouldn't be so careful. It's like an animal. He eats. doesn't care what he eats. So to the hakam shouldn't be. But she doesn't like that explanation. So it brings a different explanation. It's not harina. She doreset ve'okhelet. It... It's a predator, it attacks the animal and eats right away. The second he receives it from the rabbi, already he, he eats it, meaning he reviews it. Like an animal, he attacks the animal right away, he devours it. So the same thing that she's teaching, you have to review your learning immediately. And then, Masrachat Menabil Atzmal Torah. Meaning you have to make yourself, uh, 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 wear yourself out and tie yourself out and even make yourself uh, disgusted, so to speak, in the learning tool. I mean, you have to toil so much that you neglect maybe some of the other pleasures of this world in order to become great in Torah. And then he says, I like this explanation why. Because we found out throughout the Talmud, they're careful with what they eat. They are careful. They don't just eat uh, anything. And they also careful on their clothes. But they come along and say, the Hakam should be worried about these things. On the contrary, the Gemara says, if Tamil Hakam has a stain on his garment, he's making a halul Hashem because he's causing people to hate the Torah. So then she says, that first explanation that the Hakim don't have to be worried about what they eat, all that stuff. Is I rather explain it, explain it that what? They have to get to the Vir Torah from their rabbi and then eat it right away, meaning make hazara, and they have to toil in the Vir Torah to the extent where it makes them uh, uh, worn out and, um, and fatigued. Says, Two lines on the So again, that's what the Pasuk says. You have to be like an animal when it comes to studying Torah, in that sense that we just learned. And what does the end of the Pasuk say? They will prepare goodness. If you do that, Borea will prepare for you a Sauda himself. Which means to this guy that uh, uh, makes himself like an Ani. What is Ani? Ani, Rashi explains over here, Just like the Ani, he always goes around from place to place. So you're also reviewing your learning. You're reviewing going from Limud uh, to Limud. So therefore, God will prepare for this uh, person that reviews his learning. A Sauda. What does it mean in the The person that plants the tree, the fig tree, will eat the fruit. Why are the compared to a fig? Just like the fig. A fig tree is different than all other trees. It doesn't ripen at one time. The fruit are constantly ripening. So that whenever you go to the fig tree, you'll always find ripe fruit. As opposed to another tree, is a season. Once the fruit are ripened, finished. You go to the tree again, you're not going to find any ripe fruit. So it's just like the fig tree. Anytime you feel the tree, there's going to be ripened fruits 
have the Vre Torah. So to the Vre Torah. Anytime a person learns the Vre Torah, you'll always find a new Hiddush, new reasoning, new, new insights. It's like the thing, there's always something fresh, there's always something good in the Vre Torah. Amar of Shemuel, Bar Nachmani, my dikhtib, ayelet ahabim, miyalat hen. Hen. The Torah is compared to Ayelet. Ayelet is a female deer. So say Ayelet Abim, a beautiful uh, deer. The Alat Hen, and it brings charm. Lama Nimshelu Devre Torah Le Ayelet. In English they call it a Hind. It's a female deer. Why is the Torah compared to a Hind? Lomadecha. Ma Ayelet Rahma Sar. Its Rehem is Sar. It's, um, it has a narrow womb. And therefore, what's the benefit? The Habiba al-Du'ala called Sha'ad al-Sha'ad Shona. Which means the Hind always feels like a Bitula to the, uh, to the male. Because he has a very narrow Rehim. So that every time he's with her, he has a feeling as if it was the first time. Because it's very, very narrow. So the same thing as the Torah, Habibim al-Lum Dehen, so to the Torah. No matter how many times you learn it, even if you learn the same Torah over and over again, it's so rich. It's like the first time. You enjoy it, and you have the Anaa like the like the Ayelet. Just like the Ayelet, no matter how many times the deer has a relation with it, it has a good feeling because it's Rahmasa. So to the Torah is that same feeling. There is no, uh, you don't get uh, tired of the Torah. What does it mean, Ya'alat Hen? It brings uh, charm. Shema'alat Hen alum deha. It brings a certain charm on those that learn the Vayetra. Those that learn the Vayetra have a certain grace, have a certain charm on them. Dadecha yiravucha bechudayit. Literally means dadecha. Dadecha. Dadecha the breasts. Yiravucha will satiate you bechudayit at all times. Lamanim shud the Vayetra kedad. What is the Vayetra compared to a dad? To a breast. Ma dadze. Because the baby, every time he sucks, more milk comes out after the Torah. Every time a person goes and studies the Torah, there's always new understanding, new Hindushin, new insights. So therefore, it's compared to a dad. In your, in the love of Torah, you will be insane. Tishge. You will, will go insane always. What does this mean? You will go insane? So, Kegon, Rabbi El Azar, Ben Pedat. Like Rabbi El Azar Ben Pedat. Amru Alab, Rabbi El Azar, Shaya Yoshev, Vosik Batura, Beshukat Tahton, Shusipuri. He used to learn the Torah in the lower marketplace of Tzipuri. And he used to forget his sadin, his cloak. He would forget it in the upper shuk, which means he was so engrossed in the Torah that he looked like somebody insane. He was waiting out, he forgot his uh, jacket. Why? Because he was so engrossed in the Vre Torah, his jacket was in one place, and he was in a different place. The love of Torah caused him to even forget uh, his, his clothes, which means he looked like a petty. You know, she says, looked like a shogay, he looked like someone's making mistakes. Otherwise, that's what he's supposed to learn. Ba'avata, tishget tamid. In the love of Torah, you should make yourself look like a shogay. So Gabbara says, what happened over here? So one time, somebody came to take Nabi Al-Azad Ben Bedaz's jacket. They saw his sadin, his cloak was in the upper uh, shuk. Nobody was there, they, you know, no, no one claiming it. So he went to take it. And he saw there was a snake in it. And Borealam sent a poisonous snake to protect it. In order, so when Nabi Al-Azad Ben Bedaz finishes, he go back and get it. So Borealam rewarded the sadiq. Tana Debe Rab Anan. We have a writer in the name of Aran. What does it mean in the Navi when it says, Rocheve Atonot Sehorot? Those people that ride the Atonot, the white donkey. Sehorot is white, Atonot is a donkey. Yoshve Al Middin. Those people that sit in judgment. Beolche Al Derech. And those people that go on the road, Sihu. They converse. What does this mean? These people that ride the donkeys, these refer to the Hakamim that go from city to city, from place to place, in order to learn Torah. And then what? 
Sehorot meaning they're white. Sheosin otam kesehoraim. Sehorot can also be read like sehorot. Melashon sehoraim, which is light. When they study Torah, so they get clarity in the Torah. And therefore they're able to give it over like, 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 like white, meaning it's clear, it's, it's crystal. They're able to give the Torah over in a, in a bright way. <clears throat> In a clarifying way. They sit in judgment. That they're able to give a judgment, not only emet, but emet la'amito. What is emet la'amito meaning? Not only are they able to hear the, the two sides of the, of the witnesses, but they're able to suspect that even if the witnesses uh, on, on, uh, on their testimony sound like they're not lying, but sometimes the judge has a suspicion that there's a certain uh, 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 a certain uh, type of lies that they prepared themselves, the witnesses, amongst themselves. That's called din mirumeh. Which is even though it all works out in the courtroom, meaning from the judge, from the witnesses, but sometimes the judge says, "I smell something over here, not good." So therefore, that's dan emet amito that he's able to even suspect where there's din mirumeh, where the witnesses themselves, even though on paper they're not uh, doing anything wrong, but he's able to see that there is a trick going on. it says the the people that are walking elu mikra. And that's the beginning of a person's learning. When he starts to walk, he, he, he learns Mikra. Al-Derech, on the road, Elu Ba'ale Mishnah. Because the Mishnah leads you to the, the path of, 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 of learning. Sihu, converse, where should your conversation be? Elu Ba'ale Talmud. Shekol Sihatan Devre Torah. This is the, the, the Ba'ale Talmud, those that learn Talmud, that all their conversations are Devre Torah. Now she says, even the Sihat Hulin. So when a Tamir Hakam talks, even his mundane talk, even his non-Devreh Torah talk, is also Talmud. She's even when the talk uh, things outside Torah, there's what to learn from that talk also. There's also depth behind it. What does it mean in the Pasuk and Mishle? Lo yaharoch remiyat sedo. What is this referring to? Lo yaharoch literally means will not roast... Rimiyah, deceit, sedo, it's catch. So Gemara says, Lo yihyeh, they're learning the word lo yahroch as if it's two words. Lo yihyeh ve lo yarich yamim. Lo yahroch. A person will not live, and he will not have a long life, if what? Sayyad haramai. If he's a, if he's a deceitful trapper. What does it mean? Rashi. Third line. He learns a lot. But he does not review. Which means he's at a because he's giving people the impression that he knows something. But he really doesn't know anything. Because he just knows what he just learned. And therefore he fools them into thinking that he's a... But really, he doesn't review his learning, so he doesn't know anything. So therefore, he's a tricker. So therefore, a trickster. So therefore, the Gemara says, hey, this guy's not going to get long life and arichut yamin. That, that Rav Sheshat learns it in a positive way. Rav Sheshat Amar, Tsayyad Haramai Yahruch. The, uh, the tricky uh, trapper, Yahruch, will have life. What do you mean? Who's the, the, the one that's tricky? So she says, it doesn't mean tricky, it means sharp. He's cunning. That's the right word, he's cunning. Why is he cunning? He's a person that reviews his learning as a cunning person. Because he wants to trap it. He wants to trap the learning. He says, as long as you didn't review the learning, the learning can fly away from you. But like a trapper, what does he do like the Gemara says? When he traps a bird, the first thing he does is he cuts its wings off. Once he cuts its wings off, finished. It can't fly away. So therefore the same thing when it comes to the Vret Torah. He's uh, cunning. He gets to the Vret Torah, he cuts the wings off, so to speak. He reviews it very quickly, boom, now he puts it in his pocket, so he's sharp. So he says, that, uh, that uh, one is going to get long life. So you have to read the Pasuk rhetorically. As if the Pasuk is saying, Lo yahruch well, you don't think the uh, the cunning trapper is going to live long? Of course he's going to live long. Because he has uh, he has his Devret Torah. Ki atar avdimi, amad mashal. He gave him mashal avdimi. Let sayad to a trapper. Shetzad tzipurim. He traps birds. Im rishon, rishon, mishaper kenafav. If 
the first ones, he breaks their wings, mishtamir. So they, they, they stay. Ve'imla'av in mishtamir. If not, when he's going to trap the second bird, the first bird flies away. So therefore he has to cut the wings. So cutting the wings of the Torah means you have to review your learning. Amar Rava. Amar of Sihura, Amar of Una. What does it mean in the Pasuk? This is also from Mishle. Hon mehevel yimat. Vekoves aliyad yirbe. So it explains like this. Literally, the Pasuk means Hon, when a person has a wealth, a lot of money, mehevel, but it's from, from vanity, meaning it's done in a wrong way, from thievery and from tricks and from stealing, yimat. Eventually that wealth is going to diminish. But if a person acquires it the hard way, honestly, then already he's going to have Berakah. Now it's giving you a Hindu on the Torah. Hon mehebel yimat. It's saying if a person acquires the Torah, mehebel, meaning habilot habilot, he learns a lot of things at once. Which means his learning is not misudar. His learning is not set up. He's learning a lot of things all, you know, mixed up in one havila, in one uh, in one bag. Exactly. No, he's learning it in, in, in not a set set fashion, no order. So they're ready. The imlav kobets aliyad However, if he learns each item. Separately, and he knows it. Then already he will have success. Comes Gavran says, The rabbis knew this principle that we just taught that you can't learn habilot habilot. You can't learn your Torah in uh, you know on the no just just gather gather gather. So he said the rabbis know this, but what? But they transgress it. They do it anyway. They learn all different things, you know, all, all, all together. Amar of Nachman, but it's like, Ana Avateh, I did the other way. So I learned one thing at a time, uh, uh, clarity. He says, and what? I remembered it. My Torah stayed by me. Comes the Gemara and says, she's, again, she's telling you, what does it mean one thing at a time? And review it. As opposed to Havilot, Havilot, just to get the information and not make Hazarada. She says, Ana Avatibi Kayamte, the Kibbots Aliyad, the Hazati Aliyah, which is, once I got the first Hadush, then I went over to the, to the, to the next item. Instead of going Havilot, Havilot, before I even uh, pocketed the first Hadush by reviewing it. Tarun Banan, Kesad Seder Mishnah. Now the Gemara is going to teach us uh, the way the Torah was given from. Um, God to Moshe Rabbeinu and how he t- taught it to Kaisler. They're going to give us the exact order how it was transmitted from Moshe to Kaisler. Tell me about that. Mishnah. What was the order of the Mishnah, the way the Torah was given? The Torah Shaval Peh we're talking about now. Moshe Lamad Pei Agebura. Moshe learned the Torah first time from God. Nichnas Aharon. Aharon went into Moshe Rabbeinu's tent. Veshanalo Moshe Perko. So Moshe taught Aharon alone. He gave all the Dvere Torah to Aaron. Nistalek Aaron, v'yashav l'small Moshe. Moshe, Aaron finished the shi'ur, he got up, he sat to the left of Moshe. Why didn't he sit to the right of Moshe? So that she tells us, because, first of all, when he's Aaron was sitting in the shi'ur, it says he was sitting face to face to Moshe. That she says, because the pasuk says, Vayu aynecha ro'ot et morecha. That you have to see the rabbi when you are learning. So he sat face to face to him. Then he sat to his left when he finished. Because it says, if a person walks on the right side of his rabbi, hariz ebur. He's considered a bur. Because the right side is the uh, is the where the rabbi is supposed to be. So therefore he sat to his left. Okay? Because sheken yoshev. All the more so when he comes to sit. Okay, so therefore, Aaron, uh, out of respect to Moshe Rabbeinu, when he finished the Shi'ud, what did he do? He sat to the left of Moshe Rabbeinu. Now what happens? Nikhnesu banav. The children of Aharon now come in. And Nadav, Abihu, and Azar, the Itamad, they come in now to the, um, uh, to the, uh, to the tent of Moshe. Veshalalahe Moshe Perkan. Again, Moshe Rabbeinu taught them the whole Devre Torah, the whole Torah Shabbat. Nistalku banav. Okay, now they finished. El Azar Yashav Limin Moshe, Vi'itamar Lishmol Aharon. So El Azar Vi'itamar. 
They were learning. So how did they? How was the formation now? So it says that uh, El Azar ended up sitting to the right of Moshe, and Itamar went to the left of his father, which means they kept uh, Aaron in his place. So now uh, El Azar, the right side of Moshe Rabbeinu was. The only spot that was available, so he sat on the right side, and then the other son, Itamai, sat to the left of Aaron Akwen. So they're sitting on now. The Biudamar, no. The Olam Aharon Limin Moshe. He said, no, no, no. Aharon originally sat on the left. Once his children finished learning, Aharon moved to the right of Moshe, and his children sat on the left. She says, Kavod for Aaron to sit on the right. Which is, when there's nobody there, you're supposed to sit on the left. But now, when somebody's going to sit on the right, it should be the Gadol. That should go on the right, and you put the Tamir Hakam in the middle, and then you put the, you know, the next second person or third person to the left. So it's a Mahlokan if they rearrange the seating. According to the first opinion, after the children finished learning, everybody sat in the same spots. It just, El Azar sat to the right of Moshe, and Itamar sat to the left of Aaron. According to the Biyudah, no. Aaron got up and moved to the right of Moshe, and El Azar and Itamar sat on the left. Kavz Gabbanan says, Jose Michnesu Zekenim. Oh, now the elders came in. Meaning the Zekenim. And Moshe Rabbeinu taught the Zekenim, now the old of the Torah. So, so far he taught it to Aaron. He taught it to the uh, uh, to Aaron Banab, and now the Zekinim. Nistalku Zekinim. Nichnesu Kol Aham. Now all the Jewish people came in front of Moshe. Veshana Lahem Moshe Pirkan. And Moshe taught it a fourth time to all Bnei Israel. Nimseu Biyad Aharon Arbaa. Comes out everybody learned the Torah four times. How? Aharon heard it four times. Right? He heard it from when Moshe was there. He heard it when he gave it to uh, his children. He heard it when he gave it to the Zikinim. And he heard it when he gave it to Klai Yisrael. Biyad Banav Shiloshah. His children heard the Torah three times. Ubiyad the Zikinim Shnaim. The Zikinim heard it twice. Ubiyad Kol Aram Ehad. Good. Nistalek Moshe. Moshe left. Veshana Lahem Aaron Pirko. Now Aaron's chance was to teach the Torah. So therefore he taught it uh, to them. Nistalek Aaron. Aaron left. Shanu Lahem Banav Pirkan. Now Aaron's children's chance was to teach the Torah. Nistalku Banav. So they left. Shanu Lahem Zikinim Pirkan. And now the Zikinim taught the Divrei Torah. Nimsa Biyad Akol Arba'a. Comes out. Everybody heard the Divrei Torah four times. Which means they heard it, uh, uh, you know, from Moshe Rabbeinu once. Everybody heard it from Moshe Rabbeinu once. And then, subsequently down the line, each one said it uh, to, the, to each other in order to feel that everybody should hear the Divrei Torah at least four times. Mikan, Amar Hayab Adam Where we see that a, a teacher must teach his students at least four times in order for him to understand it. And the Gebra says, It's a Kalvahomer. Why? Uma Aharon. Shelamad mepi Moshe. Umoshe mepi Agibura. Kach. Which means, here, you're talking about Aharon, who's a big Tamir Hagam. He learned it from Moshe, who's a big Tamir Hagam. Who learned it from God. And still what? He had to hear it four times. Hediot mepi hediot alahat kama bekama. Oh yeah, regular uh, regular people that are teaching to each other. Alahat kama bekama to get clarity. You have to hear it at least four times. And you have to learn it for that matter. Also, you see this gemara four times. It's been said that it's not considered reviewing until you learn it four times. Four times is considered. Learning. After four times, that's already considered Chazara. That's why the tradition says that uh, Rashi, uh, uh, the, the typeset of Rashi, on every daf and shas, there's always four lines. On top of the, uh, on the top of Rashi, there's always four, four wide lines. Why? To remind you that what? That your learning has to be minimum four times, then already you can start making Chazara. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Minayin Shehayab Adam Nishanot Talmido Adji Lamedenu. How do we know that a person has to teach a student uh, enough times until he, he learns it, until he knows it? 
Meaning you have to teach it to them. No matter how many times you have to teach them until they understand it. And how you know it's got to be not only they know it, but it's got to be fluent in their lips. So that's you have to put it in their lips, in their mouths. And how do you know that the rabbi is obligated to give him the reasoning? I mean, not just to tell him, uh, uh, you know, the deen. He has to explain him the the logic. Meaning you have to place it in front of them like a table that is set. Because you have to give the reasons. Right, it doesn't say, Asher telamedim. Says Tasim Lifnehem, you have to place it in front of them, meaning in order that they should understand it. Kamigabra continues. Viligmeru kulehu mimoshe. Which means, why did uh, they have to hear it from Aharon and from his children and from the Zikinim? Let everybody just hear it continuously from Moshe Rabbeinu. Why do they have to make uh, this system over here? So the Gebara says, In order to give them kavod as well, or they, they should teach the, 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 the Torah, to give them the, uh, the proper kavod as well. So it says, Why didn't Aaron go into, and learn it four times straight? Let, let Aaron go into the tent, let him learn it, Four times, and then let, uh, which means do it this way: let Moshe teach it to Aaron, and then let Aaron teach it to his sons. And let the Zikinim learn it from the children of Aaron. Which is why did Moshe have to teach everybody? Moshe could have taught Aaron once. And then Aaron will teach it to the children. The children will pass it to the Zikinim. Zikinim will pass it to himself. Why did they do it in a way where Moshe taught it to Aaron? The children came in, he taught it again to the children. The Zikinim came in, Moshe taught it again to the Zikinim. Why the first time did they all have to hear it from Moshe? Because since Moshe heard the Torah from God, he had more or help to give it over. It was easier for Moshe to give it over because he heard it from God. So therefore, everybody had to hear it once from Moshe the Bidu himself. Once they got it from Moshe, who heard it direct, that's already it's easier to hear it. It's easier to learn it. So therefore, we wanted to do it in an easier way they can understand it. So therefore, after he taught it to them once, where everybody heard it from Moshe Rabbeinu at least one time, Haron already heard it uh, uh, four times. But the point is, uh, then already they can give it over to the subsequent uh, the subsequent uh, people. Amar Mor, we go back to what we said above. Which means it says that Aaron was Hoser to Yemin Moshe. After he was after he learned it once, it says he sat to the left of Moshe. After the children learned, it says Aaron switched and moved to the right, and the children sat to the left. So the Gemara says, Keman as Who is this going like which we just learned in the Brayta? Which we learned in the Brayta. There's three guys walking on the road. Harav beimsa. The rabbi walks in the middle, the gadol bimino, and then the second biggest uh, student stands on the right, the katan bismolo, and you put the smallest one on the left. Lema rabbi yudai, the lord of banan, must be going like rabbi yudai. Because he was makpeed that what? You put Aaron to the right, and you put the children to the left. So you see what? You see that that's the proper uh, formation. Because the rabbi said that what? Aaron stayed on the left. So comes Gabriel says, Afilu banan mishum aharon. Which means really I could tell you they didn't want a matriah aharon to get up to go to he was sitting already to the left. Which means when you have one chance with just two people, so you let the rabbi be on the right and the and then and, and the and the smaller one goes to the left. Now that there was somebody else came in, they didn't want to make Aharon get up and now have to move to the right. So therefore uh, he, he would agree in the case but when they're walking in the um in the street together. So comes the and says, Rav Pereda had a certain student. 
he had to teach him every piece 400 times the gamar. Yeah, the student had the uh, you know uh, limitation. He had to hear it 400 times before he understood it. Yomahad one day was needed to go to do a certain mitzvah. So he taught his student 400 times, but he didn't uh, he didn't get it. What's the difference? Every day I teach you 400 times, you get it. Today I taught you 400 times, you didn't get it. From that time, the Amale, the more that they told you, that you needed to go out to do a mitzvah, my mind could not concentrate. And every moment I said, Now my mess is going to leave. Now my mess is going to leave, which means I didn't think you were going to stay. Because I knew you were needed to go do the mitzvah. So I lost my concentration. I kept on saying, that he's leaving now, he's leaving now. So I was, wasn't able to, 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 to focus on what you were saying. Because I was always thinking, you're going to leave to do the mitzvah. Okay, pay attention. And I'll teach it to you again. So he went and he taught it to him another 400 times. Naska bat kala, a heavenly voice came out. The Amalin told the Fereda, Ni halich, is it, do you want? Dilisfulach dalid me'ashane, will add to you 400 years of life. Why, why were they giving him that option? For all the time that he spent reviewing with his student 400 times, so he shouldn't have to lose from his own life. They said, Bishutad, you're not going to lose. Adraba, you'll get 400 years of life, or the Tisku it. At vidarak Or we'll give you and your whole generation Allah Mabba. What what option do you want? You want four hundred years of life or the whole generation gets Allah Mabba? Amari said So he was selfless man, he said, What do you mean? I'd rather have the zikhud that mean the whole generation Somebody Allah said, because he asked for the generation, so therefore we're giving him both. I've got 400 years of life, and also that his whole generation is okay.